Welcome back to the Dare to Dream podcast. This is episode number 35, and my name is Gregory Russell Benedict. And I am Vincent Van Patten, and this is a podcast for people who want to get the absolute most out of life. And we've just had a great day so far. It's Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Um, Greg, lead us in. I feel like we have been getting the absolute most out of life today. That's a great point. We started the day by going to a guided breathwork class, which was then followed by a cold plunge, followed by a hot plunge. <laughs> and let's start there. And then okay. we'll tell everyone right. about the rest of our day. But <laughs> what do you think this was your first time doing the guided breathwork? What was that class like for you? It was uh, second time we did it in Bend, right? Yes. But different. Um, I like this more for sure. So this was more of a, a Wim Hof method and it was guided by the teacher. We had the uh, eye guard on. What would you call that? Blindfold? Blindfold. Eye mask. Eye, eye mask. mask. Eye masks. We're on and yeah, lying down and it's the Wim Hof breathing. So you breathe into your stomach and then your chest and um, out and kind of just inflow, outflow. A real constant energy and flowing in and out about 40 breaths. And then breathe all the way out. You hold and then for like a minute or two. And then... Um, you breathe all the way in and you kind of just tense up your entire body. And man, at that point, I mean, my body was like just shaking. And after the first couple of rounds, I mean, the tears were started to flow after like the second round. So we did six rounds total of 40 of those breaths each. And it was an epic, just like having that, that constant energy moving through you. And it's really a, like in those kind of things like cold plunges and breath work. And we'll get into the trip that we took into the mountains last weekend, me and the rest of the squad. But because I was doing like jumping in the lake up there, it was the same sort of thing. It was freezing. And um, when you do those kind of uncomfortable things, your, your mind can't be anywhere but where, like, where you are focus on that moment and so like today breath work was just a great way to you can't really be thinking about anything else and man it was a great way to start the day and i'll tell you more about my experience but let's hear your take on it yeah so this weekend has been a full wellness weekend <laughs> for me i actually did breath work yesterday in a smaller more intimate setting that was a different form where you breathe continuously for an hour and instead of doing like the belly chest out and then holding after 40 breaths, doing that retention hold that Wim Hof has, this form that I did yesterday is just continuous. And what I've found is that if you do an hour of continuous breathing, that's where, that's where the stuff really starts coming out. And I did it in a class. This was a class for men. And the teacher was talking about how, especially guys, maybe it's the way we're raised, maybe it's society, but we just get so used to taking all of our emotions. Like anytime we have an emotion, we have an urge to hug a puppy or <laughs> eat a cookie or do something. We just take that and we, we just shove it down and we shove it down into our stomach cavity area. And what this form of breath work does is you breathe deeply into that stomach cavity for an hour and all of those emotions start getting released. And so yesterday I cried so hard, like just sobbing, probably like 45 minutes in. And it's, you don't even really know why you're crying. You're just letting go. There's this big release of, you know, stuff you've been holding on to for years that you're 
haven't thought about in a while, but it's just been buried in the body. And that was an amazing experience. Uh, the teacher told me that at one point I completely stopped breathing and I was like two minutes, three minutes, just not breathing. And she said, my face started turning white and like my lips were turning blue. So she came over and like rubbed my chest and kind of brought me back. But it was such a powerful experience yesterday. And then today was a different experience, but I loved how the, today the teacher was talking about like with each in breath, think about a virtue of love, of kindness, of patience, and just really feeling into that just filled me up with energy and joy. hundred percent. I mean, yeah, what, what you describe as from yesterday's experience sounds a lot more just with no break. It sounds like you have no choice but to get all of your emotions and just feelings. They're coming out. They're coming out. They're coming out. Like <laughs> One way or the other, and it probably will be in tears. And yeah, today, like, it's it was nice. I mean, if you're new to this, it is nice to have like that after 40 breaths to have the hold and then just the time to kind of regain your, your normal breathing. But yeah, it's. I mean, I was just my mind was. Just, I mean, me personally, you know, I've talked about it a lot, but I'm trying to heal my body and heal my back, and that's that was the biggest emotion coming out, like you know, asking what is, what is my body holding on to that needs to release that will, you know, bring, bring clarity to the situation and healing. But actually on a different note, I heard, or I read on Jay Shetty's Instagram, um, he was talking about like his best friend from the ashram was this guy. And just from the picture, like there's one picture of them and the guy just had radiant smile and just was the light of the room and he had cancer and, I don't know if he died or was just like really sick um, or is now, but he, the last like thing that Jay Shetty said was, this was what his friend said. He said, like, don't wish for your problems to be different because you, know, you have no idea what they've given you. And that, that hit me super hard. Like, so I'm not, I'm not wishing things were any different. It It's truly a journey of exploring. And I don't know if I'd be doing this stuff without, you know, my, search to find a solution i don't even know if i call it a solution anymore but it's just a, a mindset shift but yeah man tears are flowing and under the mask i just felt them rolling down my face and just letting out the whatever i was holding on to and especially when she started saying that stuff like you know with each each breath you you are cultivating joy like each breath is joy each breath is light patience you truly are like you have no idea what you're capable of and what your body is capable of healing and it's you could truly feel the energy just like coming out of your chest and it's it really is powerful stuff like until you do it it you don't know what breath work really entails i definitely didn't yeah and it's one of the coolest things that she said or something that stuck with me was that the human lungs can hold up to seven liters of air and we typically breathe in half a liter. And so we're just breathing really shallowly, shallow throughout the day, mm -hmm. just in the top of our chest instead right. of getting down deep into your belly and really expanding your diaphragm. And something that just came up for me when you're talking about you're, you're, you're grateful for your problem and you wouldn't change it is that 
I feel like so many of these cool practices I've discovered like breath work or meditation or Qigong, which we'll get into later. <laughs> oh, we will. Is it comes from a place of trying to heal oneself and the people who get really into it and become those teachers and become your teacher are someone who like they were looking for a personal solution to their problem and mm -hmm. then they create this class and it's cool to see that you know obviously there's pain that drives them towards that but that they get to share that with other people in a beautiful way totally and yeah that's a great point and what comes to mind is like we we see the the coaches and like people like light walk-ins who's a meditation um just coach and you know they seem like they got it all figured out like light walk-ins looks like the most like peaceful happiest guy the coach today just looked like she's got it figured out like she, she's just solid swedish woman just very happy and beautiful swedish accent. beautiful swedish swedish accent yeah and super nice <laughs> it's like you have no idea what they went through and like reading light Watkins' book um obviously he's been through an incredible journey to get where he is and everybody is don't don't wish for your problems to be different but ask questions and man it is it will take you down some fascinating roads but also what came to mind um when she was saying that's like stuff about virtue and just you really don't know what you are capable of it's it came to mind like that's the stuff that makes us human beings is it's not necessarily like what your what your job title is or you know what you're known as or what other even people think you at of what other people consider you it's man it's what you are cultivating inside it's your character and the way that you treat other people like that's what makes us human beings and those like just raw natural human emotions were definitely coming out definitely and so six rounds of breath work the breath work ends and we're led to a different room with the people we were doing breath work with we we're doing this in a group and we all line up around the outside of this small pool that looks like a hot tub but you know it's not a, you know it's not a hot tub because they have a thermometer on the wall measuring the temperature of the water 42 degrees yes and so how was that for you today because that was your first time doing a plunge like this in like a wellness studio yes for sure um in my family you know we, we have the new year's eve or the new year's day tradition the penguin swim which goes back to our roots in new york with the polar bear plunge <laughs> so that's just every new year's day um my grandpa dickie was the was the king of the penguins and it's just like starting the year off right you everybody jumps in the ocean do a buoy swim ice cold water it's just you know the ice water runs through my veins i like to say so love that kind of stuff but this was colder than anything i've ever been in for sure and also in new york there's the traditional turkish baths which go back you know probably thousands of years in, in europe and asia and everything but um yeah there's an epic one in new york that my family's been going to for a long time that's pretty much like today but there's no like it's it's old school it's like there's the cold plunge there's like a cave that's like 250 degrees and you can get whipped by olive branches oh boy <laughs> yeah it's a little different by uh turkish men and sounds erotic it's quite erotic but this is the first time i've done anything in a modern you know wellness setting and so you dip in you take the cold plunge and every second is pretty damn 
painful. Like I was fighting just those thoughts like, man, I, I want to get out right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be the only person who gets out, but it, my, my body was hurting a bit. But then once, man, once you sink into it, it doesn't really, get, doesn't get any easier, but your mind can be nowhere else. But on that present moment, you're just fully taking each breath and yeah, it's, it's changes your body. I think it's really special too, getting to do it with like, there's probably seven or eight of us all in the same little pool Mm -hmm. because I've done it before where you're just in like a personal little trough, like ice bath thing. Right. But this was really cool because you're all in there together. You're all like, you have your hands just out of the water, pretty much praying in a praying position and you're all in it together. And then you get out and you feel amazing. Everyone's high-fiving each other. And both times I've done it, I love it because you go straight to the hot tub next and there's just this camaraderie with the people who you haven't met, but you just went through something very challenging together. And there's just this shared understanding of what you guys just accomplished. And it's, it's cool because you can just connect with them so much easier. And I think that's one of my favorite aspects of doing challenges with other people is it builds this deep camaraderie and connection that you don't get from, you know, just meeting someone for lunch. Yeah, for sure. It's like, we just, I, I know something about you now that you can withstand a challenge and you like to push yourself a bit. Yeah. That was an awesome part of it. Just being in the hot tub and getting to know everybody a little bit. And then once it got comfortable, we had to go back in the cold. So where'd we go next video? So we had a Qigong lesson. <laughs> After that, we took our talents to North park, San Diego. And my buddy, um, has been telling me he's been he's a qigong coach which is kind of similar to tai chi and i think he was saying like um in the way that you know not all exercise is crossfit but crossfit is exercise um not all tai chi is wait not all qigong is tai chi but tai chi is qigong because qigong is the i i mean i'm not an expert whatsoever i today was the first time i even learned about it, but he was just saying it's anything that really builds your chi, which is like your vitality. So it's anything that just kind of cultivates your positive energy that flows in and out of your body. And it's basically what you see Mulan doing in in that sweet pose when she's got the finger up and just looks super badass. And so that's we found ourselves in North Park after the uh, the wellness plunge doing qigong. And if you're picturing you know, a couple of old men with their shirts off. Just you got it doing exactly tai chi. right. That, that was what we were doing. Exactly. We were those guys. <laughs> and then we played shuffleboard and uh, we took a nap and it was great. <laughs> and we did Qigong. What would you think about it? It was cool. It was really cool. It's weird because you, at least my, myself personally, I haven't tried to move my body with that much grace and in those fluid, slow movements before. So it was actually really challenging. And we were doing simple movements with our wrists and our hands that I've just really never been in that position before. And it was weird. I could feel it like, like my nerves were, they felt stretched and they were like hurting almost because I like haven't been in this position before. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, everything just felt a little smoother and lighter. And I could see how once you get good at this, it's just, I think it compounds, it gets more and more fun, more and more effective because you're just like flowing through the movements, mm-hmm. not thinking about it, really connecting with the body. And I loved what he said about getting your Qigong feet. 
essentially if you can picture okay so you're standing there and then you pick your right foot up and you put it out to the side a little bit and you put your heel down and then slowly 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 you put the ball of your foot and then your toes down and like that step is a movement and like you can you know you can do it fast and just kind of like heel toe down yeah. or you can do it with ease and grace and flow and you touch your heel down and slowly put the rest of your foot down like there's crunchy leaves under you and you try not to crunch them exactly that's the qigong foot that's the qigong foot. i love what he said about it's like you can believe it's up to you to believe whether or not you know you're you're bringing the energy like when you do the the rising move of you take an inhale in and kind of your hands move with your breath like through your body and then you push it push the energy up into the sky it's like you it's up to you to believe whether or not you are you know working with the energy that's coming from the earth and that you're actually pushing it up in the sky but it's like a metaphorical truth it's going to be more fun if you believe it you know and so i i totally buy into it that's and I'm, I'm believing this, this will heal. This will bring some healing and it's, it's fun. Like it's a meditation, just being out there in the sun and vitamin D other people just feeling the energy of being alive. That really resonated with me when he said, you know, you don't have to believe that you're drawing energy from the earth, but it's a lot more fun if you do. Yeah. That's how I feel about spirituality and these things like the law of attraction and manifesting things is like, it's so much more fun to believe that it works and in my own life it it seems to work like when i write things down a specific goal with a specific thing i want to have at a specific time like it always ends up working and so why not believe that there's this life force that's helping you get there when you set your intention that's so much more fun than just being like oh there's a coincidence great like yeah. no i created this i manifested this and i think another huge takeaway from all of today and like why we wanted to talk about this so much is that there's so much value in just getting yourself out there in the world and trying new things i mean we looked ridiculous <laughs> shirtless in a park doing these slow movements but it was amazing and none of us cared and we had so much fun it's like just get yourself out in the world and try these new things and you're gonna meet people i never would have we never would have met that guy, Robert, in any about, other situation. I was about to say, he, like, he didn't say a word the whole time. And then you would have thought that he just didn't really believe it. And then he was the one who said, like, and when we did that one pose, like, the sun was just shining on my face. And it was more than just, like, the moves. It was a really, like, spiritual experience. And I was like, wow, like, that, that was amazing. <laughs> like, that really hit. So, like, you never know what, you never know what, you know, these experiences are actually giving people and can give you it's powerful that's another thing i wanted to talk about today is this concept i wrote an article last week about it and it's called stop searching start living and instead of thinking about all of the options on the table what am i going to do with this day what am i going to do here what's like some new practice i can learn is just go out and try them like just start living i truly think and i'm speaking to myself mm -hmm. Everything that I want is right out there in front of me and I just need to take action and go and put myself out in the world. Just go on that date instead of constantly thinking about, I don't have time to have a relationship and all of that. Like just get out there and see what happens because what happens is always so much better than you expect. And a lot of times it's, you never would have been able to predict what actually happens. Yeah. And that, 
it makes me think of it's Ben Greenfield, right? On um, Aubrey Marcus podcast, he's he, they were talking about um, how he kind of takes on so many different. He has so many different interests, and Ben Greenfield is known as a biohacker. I don't know much about him. Greg is more familiar, but he just he's one of the most famous biohackers in the world. So he basically hacks his own biology and um so people send him just all these different mechanisms and technology to test and try and the guy has a fascinating lifestyle that's just like so built on community and love and family and just getting the absolute most out of himself but also truly enjoying and loving all of life and that was really cool to see that it wasn't just him saying like you know we've talked about this (laughs) how to (laughs) de-optimize yeah you've run into that problem of just getting too like structured and um, just, yeah, putting ourselves into a box. And it seems like he's extremely structured and has it all fi- like organized and figured out. But he also, it gives him so much joy to just fully embrace life. And he's like, so every night it's just a party at my house. He has neighbors over and the kids are all journaling together and telling stories and, um, just drinking good drinks and making an unbelievable food. So they were just talking about, it's like, what if, cause Aubrey Marcus was saying like, I have so many interesting things, but I feel like if, you know, if I do one thing for 10 minutes, I got practice the flute. He was saying that it's, I just have so many other things. I'm never actually going to make any progress with one individual thing. And Ben Greenfield was saying, he kind of imagines that when we die, it's not like we're going to this other realm that's completely different. It's like we're just floating spirits in a fluffy clouds of white. And, you know, I we have our own thoughts and you can believe obviously whatever you want. But he was just saying that it's just an extend, extension of our experience on Earth. And we do have the chance to make our Earth heaven. Here we are. We have the tools possible and I really liked his philosophy that we are going in the right direction and life is just getting better. And, um, to take on these things and not be afraid to try new things and experience, experience different things that just might bring you some joy. Even if it's, you might think that oh, I'm not gonna be able to dedicate myself to it or I only have 10 minutes. It's worth it just to try it and experiment with different things that and act as if you have, eternity to continue cultivating these interests and your curiosity yeah i thought that was a really interesting perspective that essentially you should never you should stop rushing yeah just because you're playing 10 minutes of flute and it means you can't (laughs) put 10 minutes elsewhere like that's fine because in ben greenfield's eyes yeah in his eyes heaven is a continuation and we get to keep doing these things that we love forever eternally and like that you know, I don't necessarily believe that, but it's an interesting way to go through life. Mm-hmm. And I think it would allow you to enjoy what you're doing more and not rush. And I love this podcast because he, Ben Greenfield is a very intense person. Right. He's someone who's done stem cell injections to himself everywhere. He's had his own bone everywhere. marrow extracted so he can re-inject it to himself later. Um, I mean, his morning routine involves like literally 30 different gadgets and mechanisms that you put on and electroshock therapy and all this stuff. 
But I really enjoyed this podcast episode because he made it simple. Instead of having all these gadgets that cost thousands of dollars and all these health supplements, he focused on every night we cook dinner as a family, we journal, we sing, we make music together, and we just sit around and enjoy, enjoy each other's company. And I think that that speaks to me the most. It's like whenever I've whenever I've had the most wisdom from the universe or felt the most at peace is always through a message of simplify. Mm-hmm. Just do the simple things that are free, that are out there. Go sit in the sun, go read a book, go have a good conversation with someone. You don't have to complicate it. Yes, I totally believe that. Yeah, and it that's a great point that it's like, I mean, even if you do, you feel like you want to try all these different things, just the notion that you don't have to rush at any of them. Like Aubrey Marcus was saying, like, I feel like I have to get all this stuff done before I die. And I have to, if I want to get good at like an instrument, I have to dedicate all this time to it. But if you could approach like every facet of life as maybe I will have, maybe I only have a lifetime or maybe I will have this thing for eternity. Who knows? Um, But what's, what is the rush? What are we after? And it's, you know, it goes back to the Stoic philosophy, memento mori, and that is being aware of one's own death. And that can kind of be taken in both ways. Like, I know I'm going to die, so I I must cherish this moment. And it could also be, I know I'm going to die, so I want to accomplish these things before I die. But which, you know, there's definitely no right answer to this. But maybe it's a it's a cultivation of, both and that's kind of what they're saying it's kind of the balance between enjoying life and serving serving others and doing everything you can to help people but also realizing that we're here to enjoy the gift of being alive too and that comes from that comes from finding fulfilling moments and creating fulfilling moments and yeah being there for each other and i'm a big fan of memento mori and thinking about my own mortality but I think at least I have a personal answer to the question of which one it is. Is it mm-hmm. I'm going to die, so I have to get all these things done, or I'm going to die, so I need to cherish and enjoy this moment? I think it's the latter because yeah. if, and I've done this thought experiment before, if I was told tomorrow that I have one month to live, I'm not going to try and go do all the things yeah. on my bucket list at all. Yeah, I'm going to spend time with my family and my friends, and I'm just going to sit around and talk and really just be present. And that's how I, th- that, that's how I use Memento Mori. It's a reminder to enjoy whatever it is I'm doing that day and not rush. For because sure. if you, if you think, oh, it means I have to go out and do all these things. Like then you're just, then you're on the hamster wheel and you're yeah. just stressed and like, I got to do all this before I die. hundred percent. And that's, and you just ask, like, you got to ask yourself, why is it, why do I want to do these things? What does it mean to me? And just, yeah, we, asking ourselves what what does what we're doing give to us what does our time spent give to us and i totally agree that it does mean also like be courageous to embrace all of life like the hardships the ups and downs because it's a gift and it's a blessing just to have problems worth solving and just to you know be alive and yeah, man, every, every moment is truly, that's, it's a gift. 
<laughs> I love what you said. Be courageous. And that just triggered something inside of me that I've been thinking about a lot is get rejected more. Like I want to put myself out there. I want to be pushing the envelope in so <laughs> many areas of my life that occasionally I just get a flat out. No. Are you, did you really just ask me that question? Like, who do you think you are? Like, I want to approach people to be on this podcast who just l laugh. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. And you have to, you just gotta, that, that's how you grow. And that's how you test the boundaries of what is possible. Because for me, at least I, I think too small a lot of the time. And I have certain people in my life, like Tim, my business partner, for example, the dude thinks so big that he'll say something and it just like makes me shake <laughs> quiver in my boots. And then he, and, and then we end up doing it and it works. And that's the thing is like, oh man. I'm getting fired up right now. There we go. Get out there and get rejected more and just take the chance because you never know what's going to happen. Totally. And that brings back a powerful moment from today's breath work. She was like, when it was, we were done and getting into like just the meditation state. And she's like, ah, oh, it's nice in the comfort zone. And I was like, ah, oh, it is nice. And she's like, nothing ever, like nothing ever changes in the comfort zone. I'm like, oh, whoa. I think I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's true. Like that was, it was an uncomfortable experience and everything we did today was new, at least for me and getting out of your comfort zone. It's like, we had such an enjoyable day of exploring and we had in between each thing, we just laid in the sun and just enjoyed the day. And man, that, that's fulfilling. So, you know, I think we're, we're both trying to figure out. And I mean, this, this also feeds back. We, we, our intention with this podcast, I wanted to talk about just other people doubting your dreams. And because, um, so my, my mom was, knows this book publisher, like through a friend of a friend and was talking to her, to her about getting it just about the book, Arrows of Youth and my kind of dream of being a travel writer and the book publisher or literary agent. It's like, oh, just tell them to look up how much travel writers make. And my mom was like, ah, he doesn't care about that. Um, I'm like, hell yeah. Thanks, mom. It's true. But also, like, it's, I took that as the truth. Like, obviously, I, well, not, it's not really a true or false statement, but I took that as, like, meaningful. Like, oh, she doesn't think I can do it. Like, and that's definitely not the first time I've come up against negativity around being a travel writer. But it's like, that can being a travel writer or just whatever you want to do can mean so many different things. And I, yesterday I was on Seth Godin's blog and like, I think yesterday what he wrote, um, just what the different meaning meanings in the words that we use and how they're so different between like one person to another. Um, just what success means. It can mean so many different things to different people. Yet we take it as the truth. Sometimes when somebody doubts us, that's what we're doing. Um, and it, it gets to us. Like that definitely got to me like, Oh damn, I, that's just another shot that people clearly don't think there's, you know, money to be made in travel writing and that's what success means. And this is just another, use it as fuel. I use it to not to get you down, but you know, what have you, your experience with just people kind of doubting your, your dreams? hundred percent. So, someone who I love very dearly, who's very close to me, there's a similar situation in which this was probably two, three years ago. I finally realized that what I want a huge part of my life to be is coaching. 
I wanted to be a life coach. I want to help people become the best versions of themselves. And I finally mustered up the courage to tell this person, like, I want to be a life coach. This is what I want to do. And the first thing they said was, you're too young. And then followed it up with, oh, I met this life coach the other day and, you know, he's traveling all over the world and he's miserable and he hates it. Like, you don't <laughs> want to be a life coach. And it's like so many people will take this one example, this one person that they met one time and shoot, try and shoot your dream down just because it didn't work out for that other person. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I'm looking to travel the world. Maybe I'm looking to be busy. Like you just never know. And you can't compare two people's dreams ever. I don't think. And so I guess the takeaway is if someone's going to doubt your dream, fine. They don't understand. Use that as fuel and don't think too much about it because what matters to them might not matter to you. For sure. What matters to you might seem silly to someone else, but you really just have to go after what is true to you and your own truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important. And it's like, like I was telling you about uh, at the restaurant that I'm working at, somebody, a waitress, <laughs> she's like, how old are you? I'm like, oh, 25. And she's like, oh, I thought you were much younger. Like, it must be because you're so quiet. I'm like, oh, I'm quiet. Like, just the thoughts just started running through my head. Like, I thought I was being outgoing. I thought I was getting out of my shell, and it's like I just took on that truth, that's that statement as truth. And it's just, man, we it's hard, but nobody knows who you really are inside and what you are capable of. And man, it's nobody's gonna make the change happen but you either. So it's it's a it's a delicate dance, but just being able to take, you know, respectfully take other people's opinions, but never let it truly get under your skin and into your soul. And stop searching for other people's opinions That's and big, their yeah. approval and just start living it. Just mm -hmm. start doing the thing. And oh, this has happened so many times to me. Seek that, you know, negativity. Not neg Seek that doubt and just defy it. And just as soon as you start doing what you want to do and you believe in yourself, other people who doubted you before will pretend like they were on board the whole time. True. That's been the biggest shift for me is they're like, oh yeah, like I always thought it was a good idea. It's like, no, no, you didn't. Yeah. You doubted me this whole time, but now that I'm doing it, thank you for supporting me. Crazy. So if you're for out sure. there and you have a dream that you are scared to tell someone about, you're unsure if it's realistic. Mm, love that. Realistic. <laughs> go for it. Oh man. Seneca's got a great line. Stoic Roman philosopher. When money, when we started honoring money, real things of value lost the value. Wow. Something along those lines. Yeah. But man, that one hits home because he was, he saw from just the, he was like very affluent. He was, he was the tutor of Nero, the Roman emperor. So he was obviously very much involved in just the, the Roman empire. But what does money mean to us? And what does cultivating true i mean this kind of goes just back to when in the breath work where she was just saying like you don't know what you are capable of you don't know like every breath is just joy patience brilliance coming out of you that's the stuff that really matters and if nobody ever notices and pays you for the type of person you are and just being a, a good person that's true to yourself that doesn't mean you're not a success Amen to that. Boom. <laughs> I think that's going to wrap up episode 35. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. It has been an absolute 
joy as always and we're just so excited we're excited about life so hope we made you a little more excited and have a beautiful beautiful week love you guys Thank you.